calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. Listen to mysteries about true histories on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Birdie, the conductor of the story train. I'm the one that wears a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. One whistle. We're on our way. I wonder where Story Train will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short Rainbow Tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. It's a little house in the middle of a dense forest. Today's story is about a beautiful and kind little girl and her very evil stepmother. It's called Snow White. Once upon a time, in the middle of winter, when the flakes of snow fell like feathers from the sky, a queen sat at a window set in an ebony frame and sewed. While she was sewing and watching the snow fall, she pricked her finger with her needle, and three drops of blood fell on the snow. And because the crimson looked so beautiful on the white snow, she thought, Oh, how I wish I had a child, as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as the wood of this ebony frame. Soon afterwards, the queen's wishes came to pass, for she had a little daughter, who was as white as snow, as red as blood, and with hair as black as ebony. Sadly, though, the dear queen died during the birth of her much-loved child. Before she passed away, 
the queen named her daughter Snow White. After a year had gone by, the grieving king took another wife. She was a pretty lady, but proud and haughty, and she could not endure for anyone to surpass her in beauty. She had a magic mirror, and whenever she walked up to it and looked at herself in it, she said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of us all? Then the mirror replied, Lady Queen so grand and tall, thou art the fairest of us all. And she would be satisfied, for she knew the mirror always told the truth. But Snow White grew even taller and fairer, and at seven years old she was as beautiful as the day, and much more beautiful than the queen herself. So when her stepmother the queen asked her mirror, 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 on the wall, who is the fairest of us all? It answered, Lady Queen, you are grand and tall, but Snow White is now the fairest of us all. At this, the Queen was startled, and she turned green with envy. From that hour, she so hated Snow White that she burned with secret wrath whenever she saw her. Pride and envy grew like weeds in her heart until she had no rest day or night. So she called a huntsman and said, Take the child out in the forest, for I will endure her no longer in my sight. Kill her and bring me her lungs and liver as tokens of what you have done. The huntsman obeyed and led Snow White away. But when he had drawn his hunting knife and was about to pierce Snow White's innocent heart, she began to weep and said, Ah, oh, dear huntsman, spare my life and I will run deep into the wild forest and never come home. I promise, I promise. The huntsman took pity on her because she looked so lovely and said, Run away then, poor child. The huntsman took a bear's liver and lungs back and carried them as tokens to the queen, who did not know the difference. The poor child Snow White was now all alone in the great forest, and she felt frightened as she looked at all the leafy trees. She didn't know what to do, so she began to run, and she ran over the sharp stones and through the thorns, and the wild beasts passed close to her but did her no harm. She ran for as long as her feet could carry her, and when evening closed in, she saw a little house and went into it to rest herself. Everything in the house was very small, but it was very pretty and very clean. In the little house was a little table, covered with a white tablecloth, on which there were seven little plates. Each little plate had its own little spoon, and there were also seven little knives and forks and seven little cups. Around the walls stood seven little beds close together with crisp white sheets. Snow White, being so hungry and thirsty, ate a little of the vegetables and bread on each plate and drank a drop of water from every cup. Then, being very tired, <sighs> Oh, Snow White laid herself down in one of the beds, but could not make herself comfortable, for one was a bit too long and another a bit too short. The seventh bed, luckily, was just right, 
So there she stayed, said her prayers, and fell asleep. When it had grown quite dark outside, home came the masters of the little house, seven dwarves who delved and mined for iron among the mountains. They lit their seven candles, and as soon as there was light in the kitchen, they saw that someone had been there, for it was not quite as orderly as they had left it. The first said, Who has been sitting on my stool? The second, Who has eaten off my plate? The third, Who has taken part of my bread? The fourth, Who has touched my vegetables? The fifth, who has used my fork? The sixth, who has cut with my knife? The seventh, who has drunk out of my little cup? Then the first dwarf looked about and saw that there was a slight hollow in his bed. So he asked, who has been lying in my little bed? The others came running and each called out, someone has been lying in my bed. Someone has been lying in my bed. Someone has also been lying in my bed. But the seventh, when he looked at his bed, saw Snow White there, fast asleep. He called the others, who flocked around with cries of surprise, fetched their seven candles, and cast the light on Snow White. Oh, heaven, they cried, what a lovely child, and were so pleased to have her company that they didn't wake her, shh, but let her sleep on in the little bed. The seventh dwarf slept with all of his companions in turn, an hour with each, and so they spent a restless but happy night. When it was morning, Snow White woke up, and she was frightened when she saw the seven dwarves. They were very friendly, however, and asked her her name. Snow White, she answered shyly. How have you found your way to our house? asked the dwarves. So she told them how her stepmother had tried to kill her, how the huntsmen had spared her life, and how she had run the whole day through, until at last she had found their little house. Then the dwarves said, If you will help keep our house clean and cook, you can stay with us and shall want for nothing. Oh, I will, said Snow White. So she lived with them and kept their house in order. Every morning the dwarves went out among the mountains to seek iron and gold and came home ready for supper in the evening. Because Snow White was left alone all day long, the good dwarves warned her often, saying, Beware of your wicked stepmother, Snow White, who will soon find out that you are here. Take care not to let anybody in. Meanwhile, the evil queen, believing that Snow White was dead, had no doubt that she was again the fairest woman in the world. So she walked confidently up to her magic mirror and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of us all? The mirror replied, Lady queen so grand and tall, here you are fairest of them all. But over the hills, with the seven dwarves old, lives Snow White, fairer a hundredfold. At this the queen trembled, knowing that her mirror never told a falsehood. She felt sure that the huntsman had deceived her and that Snow White was still alive. She pondered once more, 
late and early, early and late, how best to kill Snow White, for envy gave her no rest day or night, while she herself was not the fairest lady in the land. So the queen came up with a plan. She painted her face, dressed herself like an old peddler woman, and altered her appearance so much that no one could have recognized her. In this disguise, she went over the seven hills to where the seven dwarfs dwelt, knocked at the door, and cried out, Good wares, cheap, very cheap. Snow White looked out of the window and said sweetly, Good morning, good woman. What have you got to sell? Good wares, smart wares, answered the queen, bodice laces of all colors, and drew out one which was woven of silk. I may surely let this honest woman in, thought Snow White. So she unfastened the door and bought some of the pretty lace. Child, said the old woman, what a figure you have. Let me lace you up properly. Snow White feared no harm, so she stepped in front of her and allowed her bodice to be fastened up with the new lace. But the old woman laced so quickly and laced so tightly that Snow White's breath stopped and she fell down as if dead. Now I am fairest at last, said the queen to herself and sped away still in disguise. The seven dwarves came home soon after and were so alarmed to find their dear Snow White lifeless on the ground. They lifted her up and seeing that she was laced far too tightly, cut the lace of her bodice. She began to breathe faintly, and slowly returned to life. When the dwarves heard what had happened, they said, The old peddler woman was none other than the wicked queen. Be careful, Snow White, and do not open the door to anyone if we are not at home. The cruel stepmother, meanwhile, walked up to her mirror when she reached the palace and said, Mirror, mirror, on the wall, now who's the fairest of us all? To which it answered, as usual, Lady Queen, so grand and tall, here you are fairest of them all. But over the hills with the seven dwarves old, lives Snow White, fairer a hundredfold. <gasps> When she heard this, the queen was so alarmed that all the blood rushed to her heart, for she knew that Snow White must still be alive. This time, she screeched, I will think of some means that will destroy Snow White utterly. And with the help of witchcraft, the queen made a poisoned comb. Then she changed her clothes and took the shape of another old woman. Again, she crossed the seven hills to the home of the seven dwarves, knocked at the door, and cried out, Good wares, very cheap! Snow White looked out and said, Go away, I dare let no one in. You may surely be allowed to look, answered the old woman, and she drew out the poisoned comb and held it up. Oh, the girl was so pleased with the beautiful comb that she let herself be cajoled and opened the door. When the bargain was struck, the dame said, Now let me dress your hair properly. Poor Snow White had not learned her lesson and let the old woman begin. But the comb had scarcely touched her hair before the poison worked and Snow White fell down senseless. 
paragon of beauty, said the wicked woman. All is over for you now, and went away. Luckily, it was near evening, and the seven dwarves soon came home. Oh, when they found Snow White lifeless on the ground, they at once knew her stepmother was behind it. They searched and found the poison comb, and as soon as they had removed it from her hair, Snow White came to herself and told them everything that had happened. Again, they warned her to be more careful and never to open the door to anyone. Back at the palace, the wicked queen placed herself confidently before the mirror and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, now who's the fairest of us all? But it again answered, Lady queen so grand and tall, here you are fairest of them all. But over the hills with the seven dwarves old lives Snow White, fairer a thousandfold. Well, when she heard the mirror say this, she quivered with rage. Snow White shall die, she cried, even if it costs me my own life. Then the evil queen went to a secret chamber where no one ever disturbed her and made an apple filled with deadly poison. Ripe and rosy-cheeked, it was so beautiful to look at that all who saw it longed for it. But this apple would bring death to anyone who ate it. When the apple was ready, the queen painted her face, disguised herself as a peasant woman, and journeyed over the seven hills to where the seven dwarves lived. At the sound of the knock, Snow White put her head out of the window and said, I'm very sorry, but I can't open the door to anybody, for the seven dwarves have forbidden me to do so. Very well, replied the peasant woman. I only want to be rid of my apples. Here, I will just give you one of them. No, said Snow White, I dare not take it. Ha! Are you afraid of being poisoned? asked the old woman. Look here, I will cut the apple in two, and you shall eat the rosy side, and I the white. Now the fruit was so cunningly made that only the rosy side was poisoned. Snow White longed for the pretty apple, and when she saw the peasant woman eating it too, she could resist no longer, but stretched out her hand and took the poisoned half. She had scarcely tasted it when she fell lifeless to the ground. The queen, laughing loudly, watched Snow White drop with a barbarous look and cried out, Oh, thou who art white as snow, red as blood, and black as ebony, the seven dwarves cannot wake you up this time. And then, when she got home, she asked the mirror, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of us all? The mirror at last replied, Lady Queen, so grand and tall, you are the fairest of them all. At this, her envious heart had as much comfort as an envious heart can ever know. When the dwarves came home in the evening, they found Snow White lying breathless and motionless on the ground. They lifted her up, searched whether she had anything poisonous about her, unlaced her, combed her hair, and washed her with water. But everything was useless, for they could not bring the darling child back to life this time. They laid her on a plank of wood, and all the seven dwarves placed themselves around it and mourned for Snow White for three long days. 
Then they would have buried her, but because she looked so fresh and lifelike and had such lovely rosy cheeks, they said, We cannot lower her into the dark earth. Instead, the seven dwarves made a transparent coffin of glass so that Snow White could be seen on all sides. They laid her in it gently, writing her name outside in letters of gold, which told that she was the daughter of a king. Then they placed the coffin on the mountain above, and one of them always stayed by it and guarded it. But there was little need to guard it, for even the wild animals came and mourned for Snow White. The birds, too. First an owl, then a raven, and afterwards a dove. For many long years, Snow White lay in her coffin unchanged, looking as though she was asleep, for she was still white as snow, red as blood, and her hair was as black as ebony. At last the son of a king happened to wander into the forest and came to the dwarf's house for a night's shelter. He saw the coffin on the mountain with the beautiful snow white in it and read what was written there in letters of gold. Then he said to the dwarves, Let me have the coffin. I will give you whatever you want for it. But the dwarves answered, We would not part with Snow White's coffin for all the gold in the world. The prince said again, Yet give it to me, for I cannot live without seeing Snow White, and though she is dead, I will prize and honor her as my beloved. Then the good dwarves took pity on him and gave the prince the coffin. The prince had it borne away by his men. They happened to stumble over a bush, and the shock of the bump forced the bit of poisoned apple which Snow White had tasted right out of her throat. Immediately she opened her eyes, raised the coffin lid, and sat up, alive once more. Oh heaven, cried Snow White, where am I? The prince answered joyfully, You are with me, and told her what had happened, saying, I love you more dearly than anything else in the world, Snow White. Come with me to my father's castle and be my wife. Snow White, well pleased, went with him, got to know him, and then at last they were married with much state and grandeur. The wicked stepmother was invited to the feast. Richly dressed, she stood before the mirror and asked of it, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of us all? The mirror answered, Lady Queen, so grand and tall, here you are fairest among them all, but the young queen over the mountains old is fairer than you a thousandfold. At this, the evil-hearted woman uttered a curse and could scarcely endure her anguish. She first resolved not to attend the wedding, but curiosity would not allow her to rest. She determined to travel and see who that young queen could be who was the most beautiful in all the world. When she arrived at the wedding and found out that it was Snow White alive again, she screamed with rage until she fell down quite dead. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the Rainbow Tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. 
And if you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen, and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time. Go Kid Go. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.